Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. You know, I'm just, um, today I'm talking about the, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, it's, that's why it's, it's always, if you notice, it's always holy, 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 right? Holy, holy, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with your glory. Glory to the Father. Glory to His Son. Glory to the Holy Ghost. Glory to God, three in one. We worship you, Lord God. Paul said in the closing comments of his letter to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, he said, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The love of God. God the Father loves the world. God loves you. Our Father in Heaven loves us. He's, a, he's, a heavenly, he's our Heavenly Father. And He loved you so much that He gave His only Son. He gave His only Son to take your place and to die your death. To bring you into His, His, His presence. You know, that's what was purchased for us. You know, we think of you pray the sinner's prayer and you get to go to heaven. That's really a misunderstanding of, of what happens. We don't pray the sinner's prayer so we can go to heaven when we die. We, the blood has been poured out so we can have life. Life evermore. That life begins when Christ comes into our life. We, we pass out of death into life. It's not a ticket to eternity. It's an inv- invitation into eternal life that begins now. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. So, so we're talking about the love of God and we talked about the Father and the Son um, this morning. You know, and, and the Father, you know, I, w- one of the things that um, I've, I've been talking about is the Father is the, is the fountain. Everything flows out from the Father. He's the creator of all things. He's the, the author of redemption. And um, the, 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 the foundation for our civilization, the foundation for our life individually and for our families and for our church and for civilization, the foundation of that is the Father. It comes from the Father. He's the, he's the head of the family. And um, the, 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 father, the Father has a son. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Jesus has always been the Father's Son. He's the Father's idea or revelation of Himself. John said it like this, In the beginning was the Word. Everyone say, in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus is the, is the Father's thought, His idea. His expression of Himself. The Father expresses Himself in a person. The Father expresses Himself. His idea, His revelation of Himself is revealed in a person. And we call His name Jesus. Jesus, is the, as it says in, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, He's the radiance of His glory. He's the radiance, the outshining of the glory of God. He's the light that bursts forth from the Father. He's the radiance of the, fa- of the Father God. He is the Son of Righteousness. 
that's risen with healing in his beams. He's also the, the exact representation or the perfect imprint of his nature. He is the very face of God. He is God's face. Jesus is the face of God. Hallelujah. We look to the Father and we see the Son. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Jesus said. He's the out shining. You look, to, you look up into the, into the sky in the middle of the day if it's a, a nice clear day and you look up and you see the sun and its brilliance. You don't see the actual mass that we call the sun. We see the light that comes out from the sun. We see the radiance. Right? We see the radiance. And that's, it's a, that's a picture or an image of what our God is. Jesus is the radiance. He is the radiance of the Father's glory. He's also the Son of Man. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This, we, and we saw His glory. Glories of the only begotten from the Father. Full of grace and truth. So God Himself is a human being. Has become a human being. He hasn't always been one. God became a man. God became one of us. And he was, he was not so different from any of us by, from his outward appearance. He was like a normal, average, ordinary Jewish man in Israel. He became a man. He's still a man. He's still a Jewish man seated at the right hand of God. Ruling the universe by the word of his power. He's our heavenly high priest. He's, he's, he's our, our high priest. He's, it's, it's because he's our high priest. He's my representative before the Father. When he made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So I have a high priest that represents me. The Father has a, a man that he looks to who represents me. He's my representative. Before the Father. He's my heavenly high priest. He's my mediator. There's one God and one mediator between God and mankind. And this man is Christ Jesus. I have a, a go-between. I have someone to speak on my behalf. I have a mediator that represents me and speaks on my behalf before the Father. I have an intercessor. Christ Jesus is He who died, but rather was raised, who's at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. He's interceding for me and He's interceding for you. He knows what my weaknesses are. He knows me way better than I ever know myself. He knows my needs. He knows my shortcomings. He knows my past. He knows my present. And He knows my future. And He's pro proclaiming and praying before the Father in my place. My intercessor. He's my Savior. He's the Savior of my soul. Therefore, He's able to save forever and completely. Save to the uttermost those who come to God through Him. He is my full salvation. Totally and eternally. Complete salvation. Not partial. He's not, he's not content until I am made like Him. Full, complete salvation. He saves to the uttermost. I love that word. Say uttermost. He saves to the uttermost. Totally and finally. Completely and eternally. 
Oh, I, I accepted Christ 48 years ago. He's been working in my, in my life these 48 years. And you know what? I'm, I'm still, he saved me in 1973. And guess what? I'm still saved in 2021. Still. Why? Because he's working in my life. He's not finished with his work in my life. He continues. He's working to the uttermost. And this is, leads us to the, the third person of the Trinity. He is the, our, our baptizer. This is, this is the ministry that much of the body of Christ misses. The present day ministry of Jesus. The present day ministry. We know about his earthly ministry. We know about how he healed the sick. We know about his earthly ministry as our Savior when he died and was raised from the dead. But not many recognize and take benefit of his present day ministry. He came as the Lamb of God today. He's seated at the right hand of God as the baptizer in the Holy Spirit according to John's prophecy. John said, I baptize you with water for the remission of your sins. But there's one coming after me that's mightier than I. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that is happening right now in this generation, in the church age. Jesus is high and lifted up. He's high and lifted up. He's seated at the right hand of glory. As we recognize and honor Him and worship Him, we come into His presence and He fills us and He fills us and He fills us and He baptizes us and He immerses us again and again and again and again and again with the Holy Spirit. Have you been baptized, immersed in the Holy Spirit lately? Has it happened lately in your life? I've been feeling his immersion all throughout the day. I felt his, his heavenly baptism flow into our service this morning in an unusual way toward the end of the message. I felt the, the baptizer come and begin to pour out, pour out his river on whosoever will. If anyone is thirsty, even now in this moment, in this house, he will baptize you and immerse you again in his heavenly water. He is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity. Oh, the blessed Holy Spirit. It says in 1 John chapter 4, The one who does not love God does not know God because God is love. Not God has love. Not love is God. God is love. Just as Jesus is the understanding or the Word of the Father, the Holy Spirit, is the love of the Father and His Son. He is the love of God poured out upon us. We are baptized and immersed into this substance, into this person, which is the love of God. And when you're immersed in the love of God, you are, you are loved and you have a, an incredible sense of being loved. And when you have a sense of being accepted and loved by the Father and the Son, the result of that is unspeakable joy that fills every part of your being. He loves us. He loves us. He loves me. He's loving me even tonight. So yes, He loves us and He he quickens us. So let me just quickly, before we have prayer tonight, let me just 
tell you what happens. What, what is the Holy Spirit doing today? He quickens us. And he makes us alive. Oh yes, the same Spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead. If he dwells in you, does he dwell in you? Come on, I'm not convinced. Does he dwell in you? It's the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He quickens. Now what on earth does quicken mean? It's a great King James word. It means to, to make alive. You could say vivify. That's right. It vivifies. It quickens. It quickens. I'm being quickened. I was quickened. And I am being quickened by the Holy Spirit. I'm being quickened in my spirit, in my soul, and in my body. My body's being quickened by the Holy Ghost. His healing power is quickening me. The Holy Spirit is quickening me. Oh, my, my emotions and my will is being quickened by the Holy Spirit. He's making me alive. The Holy Ghost is making me alive. Coming out of death, my spirit man is being enlivened and quickened and energized by the Holy Ghost. Jesus said it like this. Right the night he was getting ready to leave the disciples, they had had three years of victory. They were so excited about all that had happened. But now depression had set in. The night that he washed their feet, they thought, oh my, what are we going to do without Jesus being with us? And he told them, he says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. He says, I'm coming to you. He wasn't talking about the second coming either. He was talking about the, in the coming in the person of the Holy Spirit. He says, after a little while, the world no longer is going to see me, but you're going to see me. Now, here you go. Here it is. Because I live. You will live also. Because I live, you will live also. Because I live, you will live also. Now this, this, I've, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to read this, this statement to you. Maybe you're not going to be able to get it. It's just a short statement. It's from this guy by the name of John Trapp. He was one of Jonathan Edwards' favorite commentators to read. And this guy had a little bit of humor going on. He was from the, from the 1600s. It's a long time ago. He was a pastor in, in Scotland. And this is what he said. He said, the spiritual person has the mind of Christ. And those things are revealed to them that the natural eye never saw, the carnal ear never heard, nor have the things that God prepared for those who have who love Him entered into the heart of the person, neither prepared only, but also imparted to His people beforehand, even in this life. Now here we go. Listen to this. He does not reserve all for the life to come. He does not reserve all for the life to come. He does not reserve all for the life to come. But he gives a grape of Canaan in the wilderness, such as this world has never tasted. One of the grapes of Canaan. You know, when they went to the children of Israel, the spies went in and they searched out the land. It says they came back with with grapes. It was like this, these grapes were like the size of the great clusters were bigger than the men. And he says he gives us one of those grapes. And when you bite into it, new wine, joy, love, incredible. It's the love of God. 
So there's a sweetness. There is a sweetness in this life. We taste the grapes and we're filled with the new wine of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, so He makes us alive. Do you know what, he else, what else He does? He beautifies. He makes you beautiful. You know what it's like? It's like, it's like, I guess guys want to understand this, but it's kind of like, it's Holy Ghost makeup. There's a transformation that takes place. He beautifies. He absolutely, it says in Job, Job says that God, by His Spirit, He beautified or He garnished the heavens. He took you in your plain, ordinary, ugly self. And He made you come alive. He breathed in you and then He began to, then He began to spruce you up. He began to beautify. There began to be a new radiation coming out of your life. The beauty of Christ by the Holy Ghost. He beautifies. He makes beautiful. He makes you beautiful. He makes you beautiful. This only comes if you're eating the grapes. You've got to eat the grapes. You know, it's like that stuff. They sell these, these bottles of stuff. It's like $40 a bottle. Some crazy stuff. They have those weird berries in it from somewhere. And you, it's supposed to do stuff for you. Well, this, this is, these, these grapes are better than that. You eat one of these grapes. He makes you beautiful, and he in this it's the same time he vivifies your body. There's healing. Yeah, there's COVID antibodies in these grapes. <laughs> he fills us with his love. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we remain in Him and He in us because He has given to us of His Spirit. His Spirit fills us. It's, it, it, it's, His Spirit is the love of God. So what happens when we're overtaken by the love of God? It's the Father's love for the Son and the Son's love for the Father. We're captive. We become captive. We begin to be lovers of God. We love Him and love Him and love Him and love Him by the Holy Ghost. There's a, a love transformation that happens inside of us. First love. And then we begin to love with His kind of love for the unlovely. His supernatural love overtakes us. It's the foundation of all of our ministry. We become lovers of God. He makes us holy. He makes you, He's making you holy. He may, he's making you holy and you like it. It's not bondage. Holiness becomes your joy and your passion. These things I've spoken to you while remaining with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and remind you of all that I said to you. He is called the Holy Spirit. Everyone say with me, Holy Spirit. Say again, Holy Spirit. 
He comes and He makes us like Himself. He begins to wash us clean. He begins to renew us. It makes us lovers of God. And we love the things that God loves. We hate the things that God hates. We begin to hate sin. And we love righteousness. He comforts us. He's the comforter. The comforter. That's the King James word for parakletos. Some translations call him the, the, the counselor. Some call him the helper. The, the King James Bible calls him the, the comforter. The comforter has come. Everyone say the comforter has come. That's one of the beautiful ministries of the Holy Spirit. No matter what you're carrying, no matter what's happened in your life, no matter what kind of loss or tragedy has happened, He is the comforter and He will comfort and heal and restore your broken hearts. It says in Acts 9.31, they were walking, they were walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Walking. Walking in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. You are my comfort, Lord. Yes, say, lift your hands to Him right now. You're my comforter. You're my comforter. You're the one who's called alongside of me in every circumstance and everything that I've faced in my life. You are my comfort, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And He delights us. He is absolutely delightful. Yes, He is delightful. You know, I remember the first time I read the promise, delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. It's impossible to try to do that. Delighting in God is the work of God. It's God's beautiful work. It's the beautiful work of the Holy Spirit in your soul. It says in Acts 13.52, the disciples were filled with joy. They were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. They were filled. Filled to overflowing with the joy of the Holy Ghost. You know, when, when dark times come on the world, the Holy Spirit joy becomes even more essential. He is essential in our day-to-day life. Learning to stir up the gift of God and to drink of the new wine. To, to take a, a few, put, a, put a couple of those grapes in your lunch to take with you on the job. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.